Oh, what you? What are you saying? All you trackies and TV addicts Don't mean to this, don't mean to bring static All you cling on to your grandma's house Grab your back street friend to get loud Welcome back into the Great Scott Show Coming at you on a Friday, baby That's right, it is Friday As promised, joining me now The same day that sports betting is uh, live, right? In Louisiana, you've been waiting long long enough Online sports betting is finally here here to talk to us about that and much, much more is a longtime sports broadcaster. Many of you know him from his days uh, with ESPN. He's still doing big things. That would be Mr. Trey Wingo. Good morning, Trey, man. Thanks for making the time. How's life? Oh, Scott, life is wonderful and life is great in Louisiana. Mobile sports betting has gone live with the Caesar Sportsbook app. Can't be a better than that. It's, it's taken a while, but here we are. Um, I'm glad Louisiana's finally done it. Uh, before we get into that, man, what's uh, what's your favorite Beastie Boys song of all time? Uh, you got to fight for your right to just, party, and just, that's what we're going to do in New Orleans now. Come on, it's uh, that's that's a no brainer for me. That one's always just go with the classic, yeah. right? Just go with the classic. Hit hit the guitar riff and uh, and let her rip. Uh, Trey Wingo's our guest. So look, man, uh, for some of our listeners that don't know, tell us a little bit about what what life's been like for you uh, post ESPN. It's been great. Um, you know, uh, as you mentioned, working with Caesars, and we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm also calling events for the PGA Tour. I have my own podcast, Half Forgotten History. I work with another company called Pro Football Network, and I do some stuff with them online. Uh, I also write for Facebook, treywingo.bulletin.com, and it's been great. Uh, you know, it's been really, really a lot of fun, and uh, it's, it's more where I get to set my own schedule and some of them tell me where to be and when, which I really enjoy. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, look, man, I know, you know, those early radio mornings as someone that does it, I, uh, it's not for everybody, bro. I mean, I know that you weren't yeah. crazy about doing it. Like I know you had fun with Golik, but now being able to make yeah. your own schedule and live near the beach, uh, I'm sure there's part of you that's enjoying that. Yeah. Listen, and, and working with Golik was great for, you know, for the people that don't know, we did NFL live together for years. And we were always friends. Like, that that was always a, a fun part of it. So, you know, uh, in fact, actually, I was just texting with him yesterday. He just found out he's going to be a, a, a grandfather for the first time. His son, Jake, and his wife, Jenny, are expecting a baby boy. And his, his daughter, Sydney's getting married in April. We'll all be at the wedding. So, look, it's all great. Everything it, – it, Mike's doing great now with the stuff he's doing on the radio and working with DraftKings. He's having a blast, and, and uh, we're having a blast, obviously, working with Caesars and all the other stuff I'm doing. So it just it worked out the way it was supposed to be. All right. Well, I, I got two ESPN things for you, then we'll move on. Uh, of all your years hosting NFL Live, and for me personally, I know you did sports and other stuff, that's where I would see you the most. Uh, what what yeah. was your most memorable episode of NFL Live and why? <laughs> well, there are so many. Like the Friday tape-offs we used to do with Schlereth and Teddy Bruschi were just epically fun, and those two guys were just great. We also did one uh, one Friday, and it, it just sort of became this organic thing. Uh, we all three of us loved the movie The Princess Bride. It's a classic. And so, like, halfway through the first block of the show, we just decided, let's see how many Princess Bride references we can get into this show. And, you know, Teddy started talking about, you know, the Seattle cornerbacks, the Legion of Boom, are the ROUSs of the NFL road in some unusual Ooh, size. And, I don't think you know, they exist. Slareth talk, talked about someone going into a, a place like Denver and you won't win because there will be no survivors. 
And, uh, you know, I said, well, let me, let me explain. No, there's not enough time. Let me sum up. You can still find it on YouTube. Like, we dropped – and it was completely organic. It wasn't planned. We just did it. You know what I mean? And then the entire show, we were just trying to find, can we get another reference in here? Can we get another reference in here? And we, we had so much fun. Like, that was the thing about it. All of that shows – and I'm, I appreciate you saying that because, yeah, SportsCenter was fine. But if someone says to me, what was your lasting – what do you remember most about your time in these games? Working on NFL Live with those guys. And obviously the draft was great, too. Don't get me wrong. But – on a day-to-day basis for a lot of years, working with Teddy and Stinks and Darren Woodson and Merrill Hodge and Ron Jaworski, Tim Hasselbeck, Jeff Saturday, Ryan Clark, Damian Woody. I mean, those, were my, those are still my friends. Like, I still talk to those guys at least once a week, and I'm doing a lot of work with Stinks still. So it was just it was the greatest. I had the greatest gig of all time there for a long time. I think we should continue this interview and just drop Princess Bride references if you're game. Um, uh, yeah, are you, do you happen to have uh, six fingers on your left hand? Well, see, I was, you, you took it from me earlier. I was going to wait till we talked about Mahomes and act like he has an extra hand or finger or something. But we'll, we'll start. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you can beat me here. If you think well, it'll he, work, it'll take a mirror. He will drive Buffalo to the cliffs of insanity. I can promise you that. <laughs> you think it'll work? It'll take a mirror. I um, the other thing, uh, the, the Jerry Stackhouse Sports Center commercial where he's just laughing and then you're kind of looking at him in like – I don't know, disarray, and he's like, no, really, man, like, what's your name? You're like, it's Trey Wingo. And you, yeah. who, wh- who, where did that come from? Like, who thought of that? The, well, that's a great story, actually, because he now works with me at Caesars. It's a guy named Spence Kramer who uh, worked, uh, he was our internal creative guy, worked with an ad agency called Wyden Kennedy, that did a bunch of the Nike spots as well, and he goes, listen, I got an idea. How do you feel about this? And I thought it was hilarious because my name is weird. Like, it's just stupid, and it is my name. Like, my real name is Hal Chapman Wingo III, but my family's always called me Trey because I'm the third. I'm the third Hal Wingo in the family. So I grew up as Trey. And, um, you know, my name was not normal. It's really stupid. And so they were like, do you want to do this? I'm like, absolutely. And what I loved about that commercial was we shot it in my old cubicle at the time. And when they zoom in on Jerry Stackhouse, there's a picture of my two kids, I think, who were like three and seven at the time. And, of course, they're now 29 and 26. So it's, it's just a little crazy. But that's my favorite thing about that. Whenever I see that spot, I see the picture of my kids behind his head laughing. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticketed sports. I'm Scott Prather. We're visiting with, uh, with, Trey, with Trey Wingo. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what your roots are, Trey, but I'll warn you going forward, never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. I'm just telling you. Exactly. If that's inconceivable to me that I would do that, just so you're aware. Ah, uh, you'll never survive. Nonsense. No one say never because no one ever has. Now I'm just alienating my audience, so let me get back to it. Um, Caesar Sportsbook, you know, online sports betting is, is live right now. Um, it started today. I know for some sports fans listening, they're like, come on, I've been doing it forever. I'm talking legal live sports betting from the comfort of your, 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 your lazy boy, your catch, wherever you are. It's NFL championship weekend. You've always been a big guy when it comes to, to the betting side of thing and the lines, Trey. You know, yeah. how, how surprised – maybe surprise is the wrong word, but, like, when you first started, you know, at ESPN way back when and in many of your years, it was almost like sports betting was, like, kind of this side thing. It was like you had sports yep. and then you had this side entity. And now, in 2022, it's like – everyone's finally honest about it. And it's like, look, this has always been there. Let's just join them together. Like there's, there's a lot of money to be yeah. made, but there's a lot of fun to be had. Like what, I guess my question is what, what took so long? The Supreme court, quite frankly. I mean, once the Supreme court said we can have sports betting everywhere that opened the floodgates, but you're right about 
this dance we used to do. Like when we did NFL Live, because it was an NFL sanctioned show, we couldn't say over under. We had to say more than or less than, you know, and all this kind of stuff. There, there were all these key words that we couldn't use. And when we talked about win projections, you know, for a team, we weren't allowed to say the Saints or the Falcons. We had to say New Orleans or Atlanta. And it just, it was, a, it was this sort of awkward dance. And, you know, it's all, the relationship has always been there. I mean, my God, why do we have injury reports twice a week? So the betters can set the line accurately, which, by the way, protects the integrity of the game because if somebody's withholding an injury and then it affects the outcome of the game massively, well, then there's a problem. But now that it's all out there, and let's just be honest about it. I mean, in 2014? No, 2012, I think it was. The NFL didn't allow Tony Romo to have a fantasy football convention because it was going to be held in a casino in Las Vegas. And now the Las Vegas Raiders exist. So we've, we've evolved, and we've all gotten better because of it. It's crazy when you think, I mean, it's not that long ago. I mean, you remember seasons no. well from 2012, and yet it's not so much the football that doesn't seem that long ago, but how much the things outside of the sport have evolved in the last 10 years. Uh, and now you can actually say just the real names of everything, and that's so perky. I, yeah. I love that. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, it's, we're just, everything's out on the table now, which is great. That's the way it should be. Let's be open and honest about it. So what, what can folks do with the Caesar Sportsbook, Trey, while I got you? Well, you can listen. The great thing about the Caesar Sportsbook app is that whether you win or lose, you get Caesar's rewards points. So you can gain access to special events. You can use those points for tickets to events. You can use it for dining. You can you can use it for a million different things. You know, stays in a hotel. However, you want to do it. So no matter whether you win or lose, you gain something when you bet through the Caesar Sportsbook app because we give you a little boost. A sportsbook in my day, television was called a sportsbook. Okay, grandson. Yeah. <laughs> so you should have done this. Now I can't stop. Uh, let's talk championship <laughs> football. Trey Wingo, our guest. Um, I I like I like the Niners plus three and a half, and it's it's because of Kyle Shanahan. You know, I I was joking this week. I think he might go on the Mari Povich show next week, and they'll do a paternity test where you know it's who is the, who is the Rams' dad because this guy just yeah. game plans. He owns them, and I realize the Rams. You know, you are the brute squad. They got they got Donald. You know, they got Aaron Donald. He's the brute squad. But on yeah. the other side of it, you've got Vincini minus the death. You got that kind of a mind for running the football and game planning in Kyle Shanahan. That's where I'm leaning with it. But what do you make of the line, both the 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 Rams minus three and a half and, and the over under in this matchup? Well, listen, I think one of the problems that uh, Sean McVay has with Kyle Shanahan is because he, you know. Kyle hasn't uh, just fought one person in such a long time. So it's completely different. Uh, again, we can do this the whole show if you want. But the, the, the dad thing is correct. Remember, uh, when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Washington, two of his offensive assistant position coaches were Sean McVay, the tight ends coach, and Matt LaFleur. And his record against Matt LaFleur and Sean McVay is remarkable. And it's like that big brother system, right? Like, if you're an assistant under your coordinator, he's the dad and you're the, you're the kids, or he's the big brother and you're the little brother. And that, that is a thing, okay? Like for, for many, many years, Bill Belichick and the Patriots lived in the heads of Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning. And they had to find a way to get past that mental edge. And absolutely, Kyle Shanahan has a mental edge over Sean McVay and a mental edge over Matt LaFleur. 
That is a very, very accurate way to look at it. Um, there's no reason that the Rams should have lost six straight games uh, to the 49ers. And here's the weird part about this, John. The karma remains undefeated, right? The Rams, in the final game of the regular season, were up 17 to nothing against San Francisco at SoFi. If they win that game, they're not playing the 49ers for the NFC Championship game because the 49ers don't make the postseason and the Saints do. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's they, they, because they couldn't finish the job against the one team they can never beat, now that team stands in their way of getting back to being the second team ever to host and have a home game in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Saints were simultaneously watching that game very closely. Heck, maybe Sean Payton's still currently the coach, although ultimately he would have left at some point, but maybe the Saints are still right. playing. Doubtful as a seven seed, but but to your point. So you're, it sounds like you're kind of leaning more toward the Niners in that one for, for the, the reasons of Shanahan. Listen, I spent six years in St. Louis before I went to ESPN, and Missouri's called the show-me state. Show me you can beat them. And then I'll believe you. But until that time, I'm going to go with the thing I know. Is this guy owns you. And it's the same way for the AFC Championship game. Like, Joe Burrow's great. Don't get me wrong. And they may have the youngest collection of skill, skill set positions in the NFL. That's the best. Because Joe Burrow is 25, Joe Mixon is 25, and Jamar Chase is under 25. Like, that's – they're going to be around for a while. But in the playoffs, the only loss – for Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead is the 2018 AFC Championship game where D. Ford lined up offsides in the neutral zone, negating a game-clinching interception of Tom Brady with a minute and a half to play. That's his only loss at Arrowhead. He's 7-1 and one in that stadium, and his numbers are ridiculous. So until I see someone walk in there and walk out that isn't Tom Brady getting a gift penalty, show me. Show me you can take those guys down. And until they can, I'm riding with that dude forever. Yeah, I think I think Chiefs minus seven's good as well. I, I'm sure Andy Reid's going to, you know, if it's close, really late in the game, he might look at Patrick and just say, finish him, finish him your way. Patrick might say, which way is my way? And, you know, Andy just gives him the look. But it's hard to go well, against I think he might, he might say, Patrick Holmes might say to Joe Burrow, my name is Inigo Montoya. He <laughs> killed my father. Prepare to die. You know, I um, and then and then I don't know if he'll tell him to rest well and dream of large women. I don't know how I can tie that into it, but it uh, it, it there, there's probably a way there. Well, but I'm not going I have, there. I have a I have a feeling that the Chiefs will be getting the Lamar Hunt trophy and say hello, pretty lady, one more time. <laughs> oh shoot! Um, well. Have fun storming the castle. So Chiefs minus seven, Niners plus three and a half, championship weekend. Football, college hoops, NBA, there's plenty to bet on. Bet responsibly, guys. The sports books are open. Trey representing Caesar's sports book. Speaking of the Saints, Trey, um, you know, I think other than the Chiefs, no team has won more games in the last five years than the Saints. And this year set the record for most starters in a season. They had four different starting quarterbacks. Which is, which is, by the way, which is not a record you want in any way. No, and they did it in 15 games. I, I know a lot of records have been broken this year because of the extra. They did that in 15 games. So um, that, you know, it was, it was, it was anything but, but ideal, and yet they were still right there at the end of the season watching that Rams-Niners game you mentioned. So they've, I think there's, 
you know, there's people that keep saying cap hell, and yet, you know, the Saints are a team that loves to push it back. I don't, I don't know that with Lattimore and Ramchek and Kamara and, you know, guys that are 26 and under and are, and are great talents. I guess what I'm saying, Trey, is I don't think if Sean Payton left, they're, quote, going to rebuild or they're probably going to promote from within Dennis Allen. What, what is your take on the future of the Saints now that Sean Payton is no longer at the facility? Well, two, two things. The salary cap thing, let me explain. No, there's not enough time. Let me sum up. Uh, the, the salary cap is only a problem if you want it to be a problem. Correct. It's a malleable figure, right? Like the Chiefs created salary cap space when they gave Patrick Mahomes a $500 million contract. It's just moving money around. You, so, I, I just quickly, point, you're, just, you're preaching to the choir. I just, I get in arguments with, with, yeah. with listeners often or, or, you know, people on social media. It just gets exhausting. But to your point, if you have an owner that's willing to write the checks, convert things into bone, like you can. You can operate regardless of where your cap number is. Now, I, I'll shut up and throw it back to you. I'm sorry. No, no, it's, it, no, it's okay. It's, but you're right. It's manipulative. It's manipulative, manipulative a bowl, whatever that word. I, don't know. Um, I do not yeah, think it so, means what you think it means. You keep using that word. That word, yes. That's a very good call by you. Um, um, well, I truly rather never mind. Um, the, but the, the thing about the Saints is you're looking at the golden age of Saints football is over. Like, let's just be honest about it. In the first 39 years of their franchise's existence, they won one playoff game. Mm-hmm. With Peyton and Breeze together, they won nine. They had seven NFC South titles and, of course, won Super Bowl 44. So we are talking about the greatest 16-year period in the history of this franchise. And we got to start over. And we got to find a head coach. And we got to find a quarterback. And I know one thing for sure. To win in the NFL, you got to have a good head coach. And you got to have a really good quarterback. And the Saints are in need of both right now. Well, that uh, that marriage between Breeze and Peyton, um, it's done. It's over. I know there's yeah. some Saints fans that are saying, maybe Peyton will come back one day. It's not happening. I do think he'll coach nope. again one day. It's not going to be yeah, with the he's Saints. he's not retiring. He's not retiring. Right. It, it, it's not going to be with the Saints. Where, where do you think? Are you with the masses? That the, my, my thing on the Cowboys deal, Trey, has always been this. And covering Peyton the way I have and, and being close friends with a lot of people, you know, in the New Orleans media, Saints beat writers, Peyton loves autonomy, right? He loves having control. And when I tell you, he had full control in New Orleans. Like, Mickey Loomis was the Correct. GM. Gail was the owner. They let him do what he wanted to do. Everything down to, I want, I want, I want to know who gets a key card into the, the media portion of this building. Every single detail. He... Whoever works in Dallas, you're 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 not. Jerry's always going to be the one, basically. With he, he's the end boss that's not going anywhere. I guess is my point. Correct. And that, that and a lot of smoke says he'll end up in Dallas. And my thing is always this: Yeah, Mike McCarthy's probably going to need to look over his shoulder all of next season, which that would be the case no matter what, because he's the coach of the Cowboys for Pete's sake. But like, I think every coach that might be on the hot seat should be looking over the shoulder next year because Sean Payton's name right now has a lot of cachet. And and I think he's coaching again, Trey. But I'm not. I wouldn't place all my eggs in the Cowboys basket. I think it could be a lot of different places. I, I agree. And to your point about Jerry is 100 percent true, because I'm sure Jerry will say to Sean, Sean, you know me. You've been here. Uh, whatever you need, I'll change. And Jerry's not changing. Like I have a philosophy: when people show you who they are the first time, believe them. And we all know who Jerry is, and that's not changing. It's not changing in any way, shape, or form. So. I agree with you. Like Dallas is the interesting thing, but a lot of things would have to be really, really different for that to work out. And Sean's going to have his pick of the litter. I mean, he's 
you want a proven coach? You want an offensive genius? You want a guy with a Lombardi ring? Uh, I, yeah, you know, I mean, what, what isn't he giving you if he's your head coach? He can go wherever he wants, whenever he wants. Trey Wingo, our guest. Um, Trey, who was your who was your team growing up? And please don't give me the why. Well, I was a I was a journalist. I didn't have a team. I know you had a team growing no, up. No, that's that's a bunch of crap. Yeah, everybody had. No, nobody grows up a fan of all thirty two teams in one sport or twenty eight teams in another sport. I grew up a Cowboys fan. Uh, my mom and dad are both from Texas. We lived overseas for a while when I was a kid. When we moved back to the states, Cowboys were on Monday Night Football, and mom and dad were like, "Oh, Cowboys from Texas." I'm like, "Okay, cool," and that was my team. Um, now I will say your fandom sort of wanes over the years because you realize there are good guys and bad guys in every game. And you just want to see good people succeed. So, uh, I was a Cowboy fan growing up. And now it's just kind of more of a fan of the people you've gotten to know in your line of work. Well, and also I just appreciate excellence. Like, uh, I, 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 and I, listen, I, I'm on this, I'm in the, I always try and play the long game. Like when people were trying to tell me the chiefs were broken at three and four, and, yeah, you know, yeah. Patrick Mahomes was a fraud and the league is caught up to him. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Like, at that time when all this hot take BS was going on, the Chiefs were scoring more points per game, had more yards per game, had a better first, a third down conversion rate and a better red zone uh, touchdown conversion rate than either of the previous two seasons when they went to one Super Bowl and went to back-to-back Super Bowls. The only thing that was a problem was they were turning the ball over and – their defense wasn't great. Their defense became average. And with Patrick Mahomes, all you need is an average defense, and they stopped turning the ball over. And to listen to people, like, twist themselves into human pretzels trying to figure out why Mahomes – it was just so obvious. Like, he had eight interceptions over three games. And it's funny because we choose to do this with certain people. Um, and I, I bring this up all the time. There was a stretch. Let me take a guess over a three-game stretch – in Peyton Manning's final season with the Colts, how many interceptions he threw over a three-game stretch? Had to be up there. Eleven. Cool. Four, four, and three in, in a three-game losing streak in 2010. Four, four, and three. And I don't remember anyone saying at that point, what's wrong with Peyton Manning? Like, sometimes the bleep goes sideways, the other team gets paid too, and the ball is a funny shape, and it bounces weird. So it just cracked me up to hear all these people who I really respected, quite frankly, saying this is broken and they're, they don't know when to run. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Andy Reid is the closest thing to a quarterback guru that we have in the NFL. Name a quarterback that Andy Reid has had and his best – Michael Vick, his best seasons under Andy Reid. Alex Smith, his best seasons under Andy Reid. Donovan McNabb, his best seasons under Andy Reid. Freaking Kevin Cobb yeah. had good seasons yeah. under Andy Reid. So you're really telling me that you think the guy who's been on fire for three and a half seasons suddenly stinks and Andy Reid doesn't know what he's doing? What are you doing? Like, how dumb are you people? And (laughs) play the long game and go with talent. And guess what? They're one win away from uh, their third straight Super Bowl, which only three other teams have done in NFL history. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I think in regards to the long game, like we're talking about betting – I love a futures bet. Like I, I, I personally am not someone that bets every day, but I think future bets are fun, right? Future MVP, future yeah. this. The thing is, a lot of people don't think big picture, right? It, I think, and I just think it's where we're at, right? Social media, the, the, the you, you know, where you used to work, and 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 just any sports. I mean, we're 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 affiliate of a radio, you know, ESPN Radio. 
it's not just ESPN, all of them, right? It's hot take right now, get people talking, talk about the now, overreact. That's what sticks. You know, it's so, it's, it's so stupid. It is stupid. So I, I, it is stupid, but it's just, um, I, I don't, it's, if you think it's bad now, Trey, I mean, we were talking about how time flies, man. I think 10 years from now, it's just going to be that much worse. I don't, not enough people think long term. Now, if you're in the NFL, I think the best owners do, right? I think management does the best, yeah. but yeah. it's just where we're at. You got it. Trey Wingo has been our at, guest. You got to look at the Chiefs like they're the Dread Pirate Roberts. There will be no survivors. <laughs> there will be no survivors, man. Well, it, it, I, I know you've always had a, a true love for football, and death cannot stop true love. So, uh, my last thing <laughs> for you, uh, I, actually, I'm my bad. I, I got two more for you. Talking about bets, what's the worst bad beat of your life? Because everybody's got one that bets. Wow, that's a really good question. Um, I'm gonna have to think about that one. Uh, we'll circle back. Like the worst one. I mean, I've had some. I've had some ones. I was like, "What was I doing?" Right. I, right, I right. think. I think a couple years ago, I might have bet on uh, the Cavs post LeBron before he returned Ooh. to make the playoff, and that was just. <laughs> you remember the dumb ones more than the the, the ones that were just rough, huh? Well, it's like right, it's like it's like any any football player or any athlete. They don't remember the wins; they remember the ones that got away. They remember the losses. Oh yeah, I mean, no, don't don't ask remember, Saints fans about Bill Vinovich and a non call from a few years ago, just because it will. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking thank about. You. What do you mean? Um, uh, a, a non pi call against the Rams? That never happens. We, uh, that's like a that's like a close of invisibility. Oh jeez, man. Oh, well done. You know we. This great comedy classic, The Prince's Bride, those who know it have enjoyed it. Those who don't have maybe not enjoyed or understood all of our conversation this morning, Trey. Don't care. I, I don't either. You're big on movies, though. I, I remember you and Golik. You know, you talk about Wedding Crashers, Step Brothers, you're a feral guy. What's your, yeah. what's your favorite comedy of all time? See, that's almost impossible. Like, uh, generationally, like, uh, in the 80s, you had Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, Stripes. Uh, you know, those were all just freaking legends. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall's obviously great, uh, Anchorman for a variety of reasons I find hilarious. Um, I, I can't pick one. Like, that's like asking to pick your best child, you know? I mean, there's so many, there's so many movies when they come on, oh, Eurotrip, like the stupidest teenage movie Scotty doesn't time. know, man. Freaking hilarious. <laughs> Scotty, it's hilarious. Scotty doesn't Scotty know. Scotty doesn't know. Let's go, <laughs> you know? I, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Castle, if there's time. I got you. Uh, all right. Well, I'll give it to you. Um, I'll, I'll give you the last word there with, with Storm of the Castle. It's been fun, Trey. Um, how can folks follow you on social? And, um, and one more time, uh, Caesar Sportsbook. I know with uh, sports online betting going live today in Louisiana, you guys are uh, certainly in the mix. So two plugs for you, and then we'll tell you bye. Sure, absolutely. Listen, uh, all our stuff is on the Caesar Sportsbook uh, social feeds. Twitter, Instagram, and the Caesar Sportsbook YouTube channel. We do a weekly show called Trippy, getting people set for the NFL. We'll do the same stuff uh, going through up to the draft. It's going to be a blast. And, of course, Half Forgotten History is a podcast. You can get it wherever you uh, get your podcasts or on my YouTube page, Trey Wingo Presents. And it's just been really fun to be a part of the Caesars thing because a lot of the people that I worked with at ESPN are now working for Caesars. So it's me doing the same stuff with people that I know and respect and trust just in a different place, and it's been an absolute blast. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, Trey, and it was fun. You know, you mentioned you guys do a thing on NFL Live that day, and then I started doing it. I kept waiting for you to be like, Scott, you're trying to kidnap what I've rightfully stolen. 
But on that <laughs> note, we'll let you go, man. Hey, uh, continued success, Trey. You're welcome on the show anytime. This was fun, man. All the best. You got it. Take care, man. That was fun. He didn't. He didn't. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't know that when he was about to drop a. Uh, uh, <laughs> a Princess Bride reference about how many times you could drop Princess Bride quotes and we were going to start doing it. But I know that movie well. See, now I'm going to have to watch it with my kids tonight. They haven't seen it yet. Guys, thank you. Uh, what, man, we're short on time here. Final segment coming up next. We'll uh, take a look at what's coming your way tomorrow at the Cajun Dome. Red Panda twice. Cajun women's hoops, Cajun men's hoops, a little bit on last night's game against Georgia State. It's all coming your way. This is the Great Scott Show right here. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We're right back right after this. Ooh, yeah.